0: Hey, hey, and welcome to the Tara Malel Show. Here is where we have incredible interviews and conversations with powerful, ambitious, and highly successful women. We hear about the start of their journey, how they got to where they are now, what were some of their biggest successes and most epic failures. And they also help share their expertise and tips for you to practically implement to help you along your entrepreneurial journey as well. Don't forget, we are here for you. So if you have questions that you want answered, please write in to Tara at taramalel.com and we will make sure we get the best experts to answer those questions for you. We do that every Friday. Now stay tuned. We have epic stories coming up. Welcome back, everyone. I am honoured to have the amazing Claire Long with us today. Claire Long is the director of Norgay HR. HR solutions that offer an outsourced HR service, allowing business owners to focus on core business activities, confident in the knowledge that all areas of human resource management are taken care of. A commercial, creative, and results-oriented HR professional, Claire's industry experience is diverse, and includes financial services, insurance, media, IT, professional services and the public sector. Oh my goodness, Claire. She has worked in large multinational environments as well as entrepreneurial and medium-sized businesses. Welcome, Claire, that's amazing.
1: Thank you very much, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, this is so exciting because I have to say, HR is something that I know nothing about. So I'm excited to learn more, but it's also something that I think people underestimate and tell me what your experience is, but people underestimate how intensive it is and how much of a focus you actually need to place on it. Um, you know getting the right people keeping the right people making sure everything's you know legit and above board and and all the agreements are in place like there's just so much to it that I think I mean I know for me I just went oh you just hire people like that was it it I, and then I went to hire people I went oh my god there's this whole other world that I didn't know about is that is it just me
1: or is that no, what no. you no really common it's a really common story that we hear so so we have a uh, a saying in our business that um we live time and time again you don't need hr until you need hr (laughs) perfect summary it it plays out all the time for us (laughs) but it can also be you know when things go wrong particularly in the sector that we work in which is predominantly well actually now um only the small to medium sector. When things go wrong in that space, it is such a distraction for business owners and leaders. Um, You know, they don't have a large organisation where that stuff can kind of be covered up. It just can't. And one thing that I found um, when I transitioned six years ago from corporate HR into running my own business, the one thing I didn't have to do any longer was convince business owners, business leaders about how important it is to get this stuff right. Because when it isn't going well, they it's just again, as I keep using that word distraction, it's a huge distraction and not unusual, you know, if we're called in to manage a particular challenge or issue, which sometimes is an entry point for us, I ask the question, how much time are you spending on this? And it's not unusual for me to hear 60, 70, 80% of my time right now. So mm what aren't you spending time on?
0: Exactly, exactly. It's, it's taking you in the focus. And I have to say, because before this interview, I was thinking back and reflecting on my massive um, disastrous moments of, of hiring people. <laughs> there was many. So I was thinking, oh, which one? Let's just give one example, Tara. But um, I was thinking, I mean, what were the impacts? Not only was it a massive stressor and pain in the ass basically for me Mm -hmm. um when things didn't go right but it cost me money and you're right when you're a small to medium-sized business you know a lot of people are nervous that's a big step in hiring someone Mm -hmm. whether it's you know your first employee or your 20th like it's a really um nerve-wracking anyway and yeah when it when it doesn't go right you think oh Ah, oh, this—I've just wasted this time and money, and that's it's really so all true. pain points.
1: It's, it's so true. That hiring process—I mean, that's just the beginning of things, right? But that hiring process can often be really rushed, and I mm-hmm. kind of get that. I mean, un- until this year, you know, that's a different discussion. But until this year, unemployment in Australia was sitting at around five percent or less for many years. So it really was an employee market. So business owners were really, in some cases, and I've seen it, taking, taking anything they can get. Yeah. But it just, so many times it just turned out to be uh, a huge problem for them. Um, and many of them didn't realise or didn't know the protections that they had in place and the timeframes they had in place to exit someone from their business safely. And mm. really, it's one of the lessons that I um, i've learned certainly, and as a business owner myself, but also I see it a lot obviously because of the work that we do if you 've got the wrong people in your business it's really hard to turn that around mm. really hard mm. it's, it's not impossible, but depending on the level of um, wrong uh, which mm-hmm. can vary anything from just not the right fit for the role to someone who's really toxic in your business, uh, it, you know sometimes you just have to you're better off actually just ripping off that band aid and, and moving on and doing the recruitment differently next time, which means take a bit more time, do it a little bit um, more strategically. And there are ways you can take the guesswork out of that process, actually. Um, Mm. You you can do it more strategically, definitely.
0: I mean, I'm sitting here, I feel like a little bobblehead. I'm just nodding to everything (laughs) you're saying, going, oh my God, why did I not know you in my
1: first Well, you know me now, Tara. <laughs> that's it.
0: And say, clean slate and let's just go. And I think, I mean, if I've learned anything, it's that I need someone else to do it for me. Like, to be honest, that's what I've learned. Mm. I need someone else. And I'm really an expert. And I think that's the difference. I learned that in a lot of areas, like marking and any part of my business that I can outsource, get assistance in, find an expert. I am doing that now. I am not going to waste any more time and money on me um you know going through the stress and the pressures of that of wasting my time like yeah for any business owner that's listening i'm telling you now it's not worth it even if you're like a solopreneur right now i think it's important if you're looking to grow if you're wanting to grow then you really need to start kind of thinking about it start having those conversations sort of now, you know, you want to have an idea before you're in that point where you're like, I desperately need someone. You really need to start thinking about it prior to that point. And so you've been in this, this business, your current consulting business for six years. So take me back to what led you to starting your own business.
1: Well, a couple of things, actually. Um, I was living and working up in Singapore, um, uh, for a couple of years and kind of went through yet another ordinary experience um, in a global organisation where I was, running, uh, I was running HR for the business up there in Singapore. Um, and I decided at that point that uh, I didn't want to do that anymore. I thought my career path was headed towards being um, an Asia-Pacific HR director in a large multinational. But the experience that I had up there left me so jaded um, that, and in fact, I'll I'll tell you about it just quickly because it goes, I guess it goes to my integrity. Um, I actually uncovered some of the worst cases of bullying and harassment I'd ever come across in my career against a very vulnerable um, employee group. And I uncovered that information because I was trying to work out why staff turnover was so high in this area. Um, and so I, I went asking the questions and um, unfortunately for me, I suffered the repercussions of the answers myself. So there was somebody involved um, who was a bit of a, have you heard of that expression, sacred cow? So an untouchable
0: mm, yeah, with, right, yeah, with, yes. with very,
1: with, with connections at very high levels within the business. Um, and so basically I was targeted Um, for special treatment and realized you know what this is not who I am or how I want to work or in fact even how HR should be done so I walked away from that business or that company that large organization and I had dabbled in consulting in my career um, mainly to support you know we have four kids so I kind of was Doing that bit of a juggle, and I found consulting gave me the flexibility that I wanted. I also um, I enjoyed consulting because it was typically for uh, small to medium businesses, which is kind of what sees me where I am today. That and probably the best uh, the best. I guess I'd call it corporate role I had, but it wasn't quite corporate, which was in a second generation family business where we had to be really resourceful. So not only was I heading up the human resources function, I was also getting involved in all other aspects of the business because in small to medium businesses, that's just what you have to do. And I really enjoyed it. So it was at that point of time that I decided that I was going to start this business and I was specifically gonna target the small to medium sector. So when I go back, you're, this is a bit long-winded, but I'll get to the point soon. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason. But when I got back to Australia, it was really interesting. I kind of suffered that confidence crisis that I think most business owners suffer. And I thought, oh, maybe I better just dip my toe in the corporate sector again and see what's out there. But at the time, I was probably 47, maybe 48. I couldn't get a job interview which was really interesting for me. I'd been out of this market for a few years, you know, despite having run HR at quite senior levels, I could not get a gig. Um, And it was, you know, working through recruitment companies, I should say. So there was something about that. And A friend of mine said to me, you know what, I hate to say this, but you might be approaching that age. And I thought, seriously? (laughs) He was, no, he was actually being really helpful in his advice. And I thought, well, this is kind of, if that's the case, I'll just start my own thing. And that's exactly what I did. So yes. I started my own gig and, um, you know, where today I actually hire people just like that because I know in our sector, experience is absolutely valued. And in fact, it's one of the uh, market differentiators that we go to market on. Everyone in my team has a minimum of 15 years experience actually working in HR, advising business owners and leaders so we're not a call center model at all that's just not our model um we are a, you know we're an advisory model that comes with a depth of uh, hr experience expertise and maturity is how i describe it so mm. that's that's how i got to where i am today
0: wow that is amazing and you know i again this is why i love when people share their stories of, of that decision to go into business, because I I, I said to people, it's not necessarily a rational one, really, you know, running a business is challenging and we'll get into sort of your experiences of that. But I think it's by sharing our stories, other people can hear and go, Oh my gosh, that was, that was me too. And I mean, you know, you say, Well, no one would hire me. And that was my experience for my first business. And I was I just graduated from a university degree and yeah. no one would hire me. And I thought, Well, I'll that's just the hire other myself. Of, that's it, that's it. And exactly. so I thought, well, again, screw you, I'll just hire myself. And this is <laughs> I'll show you kind of thing. So I mean, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's so powerful. and, and so thank you for sharing that. And now look. We've mentioned before um, and, and spoke earlier as well about some of the challenges. You know, as we know, we most of us get into business because again, you were experienced in HR, you knew your thing, and you had. So it sounds like you had some really core um, values around integrity and really ste- uh, stepping up the the level of service that um, HR and HR can offer. Um, but what are some of the challenges that you have faced that you found, and then how do you kind of overcome those are you growing a business is there too much confusion do you find yourself stuck and sucked in trying to figure out how to do this business stuff all alone well you're not all alone come and join the when women's entrepreneur network summit From April 15 to 17, 2021, this three-day summit focuses on business mindset mastery. Make sure you check out whenwensummit.com. And just for the listeners of our show, make sure you enter the promo code BRINGAFRIEND and get your tickets for just $1. That's promo code BRINGAFRIEND for $1.
1: challenges weren't from a hr perspective i mean i've been Mm. in human resources i'd led hr teams for five years at that time i'd been in human resources for many more years before that so it wasn't that side of things that was a challenge for me it was actually stepping in to be a business owner and mm-hmm. learning, you know, coming out of large organisations, we had a help desk to call if something went wrong with the PC, right? Well, like all those sorts of, little, you know, we had a marketing department. These you are global, large, global organisations that I worked for, right? We had in-house <laughs> photographers to take your headshots. We had all of that stuff. We had digital marketing experts. We had all of that. And of course, I didn't mm-hmm. come from that background at all. Um, so you talked before about outsourcing. Biggest mm. lesson I learned was don't try and do all of that stuff yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if you don't. I, I'll have to relay one conversation that I had that I it was so funny. I have the most incredible IT consultant that yeah. um, I found through uh, through my networking group actually, and he has been absolutely fundamental to the growth of this business. He set us up on um, on a particular platform. Uh, it's his own product. I think we were one of the earliest ones to be on it, but it just means that from a workflow management perspective, nothing gets lost, nothing gets dropped. Handovers happen so efficiently and effectively. But in, in any case, I, I was on the phone to him, um, having a regular meeting with him, and. My husband, who works in IT, but big end of town, so very large Mm -hmm. um, global IT company, he was in his office downstairs, I was in my office upstairs, and he's listening to this conversation that I'm having with Ian, and the conversation ended, and he just walked up and he said, he is a very patient man. (laughs) He's still a very patient man. (laughs) Correct. <laughs> but, you know, it was a, it was one of those moments where you, you talk about, you know, what were some of the challenges? Just learning to um, let go of the stuff that I wasn't good at mm-hmm. and finding. But the challenge was finding really good people. And I found that when I started networking, and I've been networking for most of my um, business owner life, that's a really good way to find those experts, because you're you're getting referrals from people who've worked with them before. And most people, myself included, would never refer anyone to someone they didn't know, trust and like, right? Mm, <laughs> no mm, like trust, exactly. no trust and like. So yes. that, that gave me a great big... Um, I think head start and uh, so i 've got you know i 've got a number of people that I work with that are external to my business. One of the other challenges that I had, for example, I tend to talk a lot, you might notice that, but nailing down what we do to the elevator pitch this is what we do, and really important, particularly for small to medium business sector because in su- well in many cases they might not have had much experience with HR before. In some mm. cases, their experience of HR hasn't been great. So we, you know, we've got that baggage to unpack as well, but really nailing down um, what we do. So coming up with that elevator pitch. So once again, um, through my business coach, I, mm. I got that statement right, um, the Amazing. sales process. You know, I used to go out and have coffee meetings with everyone. Well, how much time <laughs> was that taking? Through my business coach, we came out with the sales process, that means I don't have that face to face meeting. Well, I'm not doing it at all at the moment, but I stopped doing those until further along in the sales process. So, mm. I guess the challenges for me was not from a HR perspective, but from a business owner perspective. Yeah. So, that's been a huge but such an enjoyable learning experience for me. I absolutely love it. And I spend all of my time there now because I've got such a fabulous team that. Um, manage the day-to-day HR stuff for their own clients. That's where I spend the great Mm. majority of my time and I really enjoy that.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah, because I was going to say, again, we start a business based on, you know, our knowledge and our skill set and the thing that we do. But as the business grows, we find we employ other awesome people who do the thing. And we we move from, I always say to people, we move from that business owner to now stepping up to business leader, Mm. because you are now there leading the people, connecting the people and, and kind of really overseeing the process. So what has that Sort of shift been like for you going from owner having to do everything right that's where we start to now kind of overseeing it like you were saying
1: well i made the decision um in uh 2016 so it's actually just over four years ago um i this was you know again one of the challenges being brave and taking that big step to hire someone. I knew that for what I wanted to get out of my life with my business, I wanted flexibility. Um, I didn't want to be um, a slave to a business and be working hours that I'd worked in my corporate career. It was the last thing I wanted to be doing. Yeah. So making that decision to hire that first person was really scary. And I think anyone who's done, anyone that's been through that would acknowledge that. Um, so yeah so that was probably one of the scariest things you know today we've got uh, we're a team of five here in Australia we've got a couple of resources overseas as well Um, and I've never looked back and hiring people means that you can scale a business you can grow a business but hiring people also gave me the opportunity to really um, think strategically about the model of of delivery and Mm. you know because I really felt that we needed to come up with a Uh, a replicable model that was scalable. And and in fact, interestingly, through the COVID experience, that model, pleasingly, has been absolutely validated this year. You know, never was there more a challenging time for our clients um, than from March this year. Um, And therefore, for us, advising our very, you know, in some cases, very anxious clients around some really challenging Uh, impacts on their business as a result of COVID. Now, you know, who could forget the information was changing hourly, daily, weekly? Uh, We had to keep up with that. And they were relying on us for advice in a business environment that was, um, could not have been predicted, number one, and certainly was, we were operating without complete information. So it was, it was in some ways, I'm sure it was, it was challenging at the time, but we put in place strategies to, to make that work as best as, as best as it possibly could. And we absolutely validated the model as a result of that experience. So I'm, I'm feeling really uh, pleased and, and proud of my team for where we are at this time mm-hmm. of the year, um, given you know the challenges that were presented to, particularly to our clients, but to us as a business as well at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, how has COVID sort of impacted your business? And I can imagine you would have just been smashed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like really yeah. with the people you had just. Yeah. But even like you said, you know, it's you had to come up with answers that just weren't there mm-hmm. um but then it's also managing that that emotional side of it as well I mean I get I mean you guys as well you're you're a business owner so managing your own sort of stress and tension and apprehension in that time mm-hmm. and then managing the stress and tension and apprehension of your clients so mm-hmm. you know basically everyone just freaked out so mm-hmm. how did you guys go with that how did you on a personal level um manage that?
1: Uh, I'll talk about the first question first. So as a business, we have a value in our business and um, it's it's calm is contagious, right? I love that. So, one, actually, I can't take credit for it. One of our clients said it to me one time. So, thank you, Sean. You'll know who you are. Um, so, I said, I hope you don't mind if I steal that one. He was happy for me to do so. So, calm is yeah. contagious. That We lived that every single day um, when COVID first hit because our clients, being in the small to medium sector, they were hit early. They were hit hard. Um, you know, some of them, it just seemed so devastating at the time. But... One of the things I just kept saying to my team, we just have to live this value every single day. So none of our clients ever in, in times of crisis or in calm, none of them ever want to be picking up the phone to their, their human resources expert and getting somebody on the other end who's as anxious as they are over some particular issue it is our job to manage that anxiety turn the heat down on it and come Mm. back with a solution now we might not the person they're talking to at the time might not necessarily have the answer there and then, and, and we faced that a bit, which is an unusual situation for us, because the way the model works, all of our clients get a dedicated HR senior HR manager on their account, so they've got you know they've got the working relationship, they're working with somebody who's very experienced, but of course nobody had gone through this before, so we just put in place some strategies both to support each other and also to get to the best outcomes for our teams. So one of the things that we did, and we did this pretty early on. Um, we had this, uh, we, we put in place a principle of two sets of eyes over everything. Don't have, don't be in the position where you feel you're the only one to make the decision. You've got a group of really experienced peers. So even if we had to say to a client, can you let me get back to you in half an hour, pick up the phone and get another one of the senior team involved in that discussion, or in some cases, the whole team involved in the discussion to come up with the best solution. So not only was that a better outcome for our clients, but it was a really, um, it was very important support for the team as well. So nobody felt like they were on their own um, trying to deal with this. You know, as you said, I'm a business owner too. I have people that work, team members that work with me as well. They were all going through their own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Work from home, homeschooling young kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. They were all dealing with all of that as well. So uh, I had to be very mindful to uh, support them as much as I could. And so that's the sort of um, tactic, I guess, or strategy that we put in place. And it's actually become the way we do things now. So we still, I think it really, uh, we relied on each other a lot before. We've always been a really strong team. And there's a reason for that. And it goes back to hiring strategy, which I'll talk on in just a moment. Mm. But... Even now, we know through that experience that we can pick up the phone and say, have you got a minute Uh, and the the team tend to do it amongst themselves. They rarely have to come to me because they're, you know, they're they're so tight. Um, The hiring tip I'll give you is Yes, please. Assessment. Put your teams in your hiring people put them through assessment for, to make sure they're a fit for your business, they're a fit for your role, they're a fit for the person they're going to be reporting to. I think mm. people shy away from it because they think it's really expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. And, Thanks. you know, to quote, to be a bit cliche, I guess it's more expensive to get it wrong. Well, I
0: definitely agree. Yeah, I've experienced that. I definitely agree with that. Can you talk to me a bit more about and and to the people listening who may not understand uh, like what you're talking about in terms of assessment? What does that mean? What does that look like?
1: There are loads of tools out there. The one that we choose to work with is one that I've been accredited on. Um, So I do all of this work myself because I'm an accredited practitioner on the tool. So Mm -hmm. I've been accredited on this tool for about seven years now. And this particular tool um, actually looks at personality traits. It's a tool called Harrison Assessments. So it's looking Mm -hmm. at personality traits. It's uh, underpinned by two theories. One of them is, um, is performance theory performance enjoyment theory so basically it says you're going to do better in a job where you like the main aspects mm. of the role you like the environment you're working in it kind of makes sense right we say totally that totally makes sense I was like that, <laughs> yep got and it we there's a theory behind it <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> it's a well it's a well-researched theory but it sounds so Amazing. light on but really when you think about it even with kids they always do better in subjects they're interested in it just yeah. follows right so there's that mm. but there's also another theory that's a little bit more takes a little bit more time i'll have to do a whole webinar on that so i'll podcast on that, so not that. but it is all but, i can but say. It's, it's,
0: it's an assessment there so it's assessing it's not it's not sit down assessment you can study for it's assessing no, no, the no. person and their personality traits and some of their it's characteristics they be yep. and how to fit together yeah i love that, that. i mean exactly my right. um the one i know about um, one of my favorite ones is disc or edis as well so i definitely I, I'll get to you after and I'll talk to you more about um, your <laughs> one. Cause that sounds it. Like, Cause I just find that fascinating anyway. And I completely agree. I completely agree from my experience and from not just from, from hiring um, well and hiring poorly, but it being going into other people's businesses, doing some leadership work and doing work with their teams. Oh my goodness. You can see, and, and you've mentioned before about toxic personalities. And I mean, Oh my goodness. It's, All it does, it takes one person to really infect and and change the whole culture. Mm -hmm. And I love what you were saying. I mean, I think I'm going to call this episode Calm is Contagious because I think that's (laughs) awesome. It is awesome. It has just totally <laughs> rocked my world. Um, but I think it's something that is such a credit. And from what you were saying, you know, the strategies coming from that value, right? First of all, having that value and then going, "Oh, well, this is what it looks like. Here's the mm. practical and tangible implementation of this value. and And to live it and have that within your team and like it is it's contagious the flow on effect it then goes to your clients and and all around and during a time where i don't know many people who were particularly calm (laughs) business owners or you know the like it's there it speaks to to again you as a leader and again the values that your team have and trust and faith that they have in you and you have in them to be able to actually live that during one of the craziest times i think that we've we've had in kind of recent history so Mm -hmm. that's that's actually amazing claire that's so awesome and i'm so honored that you shared that with us guys i really hope that you're taking notes because there's just so many gems in that, particularly from a leadership perspective. And then you're right, definitely in in an HR and a hiring strategy and perspective as well. That's huge. Claire, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Is there any other tips or anything else that you'd like to share with us um, to wrap up?
1: Um, No, I think I just reiterate what what I've said, you know, is from a business owner perspective, decide what you're, decide what you want your business to be, not just mm. from a business perspective, but for your life as well. And I'll leave you with this final thought. Everyone in my business works a flexible work arrangement. We all work from our home offices. We all take leave every year. It is possible to do that and still give fabulous service to our clients. But in order to do that, you do need the right technology systems to support that outsource it you do need need (laughs) great advice from somebody who's completely objective and won't be afraid to call you bs and actually Mm. challenge you outsource that to a terrific business coach so where you can outsource outsource i've outsourced all of my social media i've outsourced everything that doesn't sit within the generalist hr space and obviously my own work that i do from a business owner perspective which is Mm. solely focused on business development Yes, amazing. That is massive. And it, Claire, if people want to reach out, connect
0: with you, how can they do that?
1: Our best way to get in touch with us is uh, via email. So our email address is team at norgay, N O R G A Y H R Consulting.com.au. We also have uh, a phone line at 029119-2266. And there's, uh, you'll be able to, you'll get access or your that telephone number will get you through to one of my team or eventually to myself, depending on who's available at the time.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And I'll put all of those in the show notes, guys, so you can go back um, and check that out. Claire, once again, thank you so much. This has been really va- valuable. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Hey team, thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and you rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps. I'm so excited to be sharing this journey with you. Love some feedback and we'll see you next time.